0: This chapter will deal with the mitzvah of eating, the korban Pesach, the meat, the flesh of the korban. The perakim before dealt with how to make it, the dinim of tum'ah, v'tahorah, and so on and so forth. And although we spoke about the korban itself, now we're going to speak about what happens at home once we bring the korban inside the home. And you might recall in the last chapter, there was a little bit of a distinction between if somebody was tamay in certain situations, whether they should be counted for making the korban and for eating the korban. So it turns out eating the korban is a separate mitzvah. It's not about making doing the korban itself. It's not the one for which failure to fulfill it involves karet, but it's rather a separate mitzvah ad'aseh, al khaalif Eating the flesh of the pesach on the eve of the 15th of Nisan is a positive is an affirmative precept as a success and they shall eat the meat of the, Basar, of, the of the pesach on this night and they should eat it and these words are important because a lot of halakhot in this chapter derive from their zeli ish. They should eat it made by roasted by the fire. Umasot together with masot al merorim yocheluhu alongside or by merorim which are the bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Halachabet <laughs> ve'en masau maror me'akavin. Im lo masau masau maror yosiyad ha'avato and this is something relevant to us today. The Massa and the Maror are not an impediment to fulfilling the Mitzvah. In other words, if somebody has just a Korban Pesach and doesn't have Masah Maror, they should still eat the Korban Pesach, and that's a Mitzvah. But rather, it's a Mitzvah, it's a separate Mitzvah. However, the, eating the Maror without Korban Pesach, like we do nowadays, is not one of the it's not, it's not itself a mitzvah, which is why for us achilat maror is just mitra banan. is to remember what we used to do, and it's not in itself a, a mitzvah. Um, so again, the mitzvah is to eat the Pesach with Masa and with maror. There is no separate mitzvah for the maror, which reminds us very much, I think, of the mitzvah of sissit, where you have the mitzvah of having the sisit on the be'ered, and to have by the sisit a petil but without it will تدخلت you still fulfill a misbah Halakha <speaking> gimel Misbah min <speaking> al-mufhar li-khul bisala <Spanish> pesakh <speaking Spanish> khilat suba wa fiha khimak kif shumna haqiqah wa 14 okhil mamta khila wa hakakh yasa yada hubato the mitzvah, the ideal mitzvah, is to eat the pesar pesach, the korban, um, one, once one, one is satisfied and not out of hunger, which is why if somebody brings Shelamim of hagigah, it's, it's an optional, voluntary korban that somebody brings to celebrate, to increase in the happiness of the of the hag. <clears throat> if they if they bring that korban as well, then the the order should be that they eat the Shelamim first which is going to satiate the person only than the Pesach, so that they eat the Pesach when they already are satisfied. And, together with the Salachah, Rambam mentions again that all one needs to eat of the Pesach is one zayit. It's the size of a an average olive of the kind that used to be in Israel at that time, which is uh, one of our smaller kinds of olives nowadays without GMO, etc. achilat Pesach and so too, in Pesach Sheni, the same mitzvah would apply to eat the basar, to eat the basar of the korban on the night of the fifteenth day of the month of Iyar. Halacha dalekt. Ush nehem enam nechalin ella seli'esh veachal mehem kazaet nao mevushal b'lepesachim loke shane emar al tochilu mimenu na ovushal mevushal And in both instances, both Pesach Hishon and Pesach Sheni, one must eat it roasted on the fire. And if somebody eats about the size of an olive, now, which means raw, or boiled, on the night of Pesach, that person receives makut, He's violating one of the felonies, one of the mitzvot that we have. It's a separate mitzvot l'ot now You may not eat from it raw or boiled in water. If he does both, he eats something, he eats a kazait raw and then a kazait of mevushal together, then (coughs) he only gets one markut because both are within the same prohibition. If somebody eats raw or, or boiled before the, the hag begins, there is no makut because the mislaw of not eating raw or boiled is attached to the mislav eating it roasted on fire. So only when the, the obligation to eat it roasted on fire applies is that the prohibition of eating it raw or boiled also applies. Now with respect to timing, <clears throat> eating one zayit worth of of uh, the pesach before hag begins in other words you are eating it the right way you are eating it sali, sali yesh, etc but you are eating it on the wrong time ahal yom aval ba'layla lo if somebody eats kazayit before the hag begins then that person is violating an affirmative commandment because it says and they shall eat the meat the flesh on that night, in other words, exclusively on that night, night and not day. And we have a rule, when we have an affirmative obligation in the Torah, and then the derivative, the inference is that you should not do something, that which you should not do should be classified, if you do that, it should be classified as, as a violation of the affirmative, as a violation of pitzvat ase. The consequence for that is whether you get malquot or not. So the, the raw na the the Torah forbade. It's not purely raw, but it's rather something that started being cooked, broiled, boiled, whatever, and it didn't gets to a point that is edible so it's it's just it's towards being being ready but it's not ready yet so now i will translate it as not yet ready as opposed to raw however if somebody if somebody eats something that is purely raw never touched any source of heat then there is no malkut however there is obviously a violation of the requirement that this meat be seliesh because it's not seliesh Salau korsukoshin hadech v'chalopatur. And on the on the other side of the coin, on the other extreme, if the meat was roasted so much that it's burnt, and and then he eats it, then that's patut. There's no violation there of any of of the prohibitions we just mentioned. al Alachazayin. B'ushal sheizhi la'olav Torah ben shenit bashal b'maim. Ben shenit bashal b'yisharmashkino b'yimeperor shenamaru b'sen b'ushal ribahakol. This boiled, although the Torah says mevushal bamayim, Chachamim have a a derasha here that it says bashel mevushal, it says cooked which was cooked, or boiled which was boiled uh, in water. So they are understanding the in water to be just an example, but boiled which was boiled, the repetition comes to encompass all kinds of liquids. So whatever liquid that was used for doing this boiling would make it bimvushal, and therefore the person eating that guilty of this of this violation whether the 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 boiling happened after it was already roasted on the fire or it was boiled first and then it was roasted in the fire or it was ro- it was roasted but not on the fire it was roasted on in some kind of a vessel um it was uh, it was, it was like boiled in its own liquids uh, then this would be hayav. Uh, however it is permissible and i'm i'm assuming that this is something that would be done to to marinate it. With wine, with oil, and other liquids, except for the water. And it's also permissible to marinate the meat after it's been roasted; it's been uh, roasted on the fire. The perot, with with any kind of liquid or juices, fruit juices. Alahatet, en <speaking> solin al even shne esh, lo seri davar aher it's forbidden to, to roast the, the Korban Pesach on a vessel made of stone, stoneware, or or uh, silverware, or metalware of some kind. It needs to be roasted directly on fire and not roasted on a different source of heat, even if that source of heat was in turn heated by the fire. Therefore, if the vessel we are talking about, if if the grill, if it's some kind of a grill that lets the fire go through, and therefore the meat is receiving directly and is being broiled directly by the heat of the fire and not of what's supporting it, then that may be used. However, not with put uh, with a with a um, store made of metal, because then if you think about this, what's really cooking the meat is not the fire, but the heat that's, that's concentrated within the metal. So that uh, heat energy in the metal is what's really cooking the, the meat and not the fire itself, and therefore is not celiesh. at least the, the portion that is in contact with the, 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 the metal store. Halachayot. <laughs> Um if what's done is that there was a tandoor a a the oven, it was lit, it was uh it it was the fire was burning inside for a while, became very hot, and then the person removes the fire, removes the flames, removes the 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 coals and everything else, so now we have an empty, very, very hot oven and then he puts the korban, he puts a, the pesach inside there and that's how it's and that's how it's cooked, how it's broiled. This is Asur because it's not being broiled by the heat of the fire directly. al However, cutting it and putting the pieces on the coals themselves, that is considered al asur Um Avkatsid seed harseed is uh, it's more of a theoretical application. I, I don't think that this is uh, very possible, chemically speaking, but there used to be something called avkatsid or avkat or Harseed, which was uh, s- some sort of a material that was used to be burnt. And then after the, the, the ashes were already burnt, by pouring water into it, it would awaken some of the heat and then the vapors would come up, and it would have some sort of an effect. I, I don't think that that's enough to to cook, definitely to cook to cook a, a full lamb. But theoretically, let's say that that, that happened, or using hamet or using the natural springs of of tevaria, then all of those cases are not celieish, uh, and therefore the the meat would be asur. Ketzat solin oto. Now, how is it done then? What's the the right procedure that everyone used to use? So you have to pierce the animal, the lamb, between with something piercing him all the way from his, its mouth till its till its bet um, means its its uh, orifice. In the back, it's a euphemism for the anus, and with a ice, with a stewer made of wood. We said we didn't want to use stores made of metal because the wood doesn't retain the the heat energy as well, and therefore it doesn't concentrate it, and therefore all the heat that's going to to cause the chemical reactions that we call broiling or cooking in the in the flesh are, is going to come most directly from the fire, and then the korban is hung somehow inside the Tanur, with the fire being underneath it all the insides all the inner um, limbs of the animal are removed from it and hung outside why it should not this should not be left within the animal because this could be like Bishul. Um, why bishul? I can understand it in two different ways. Either bishul of those inner organs um, that uh, they are being cooked by, by the outside of the animal, by the actual body of the animal, or vice versa. These inner organs have a lot of juices and, and liquids, and those liquids are going to, from the inside out, cook the, the, the flesh of the body of the animal and they used to choose in particular a store made of the wood of the pomegranate tree. Why is that because it's a very dry kind of tree and therefore it's not going to have moisture that's going to 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 quasi boil whatever meat that it comes in contact with when it when, when this moisture is expelled from from the wood. So just to show you how careful they used to be about this pishul. If, the, if the, the meat touches, comes in contact with one of the walls of the tanur, then that part which was in contact should be removed because now that part wasn't cooked by the, by the fire, but it was, was cooked by the heat of the wall of, the, of this oven. Uh, similar situation if some of the liquid oozed from the from the animal from the lamb on the wall and then came back that that same liquid in other words the fat of the animal came back on the flesh of the animal of the of the of the the, the meat also we should do kalifa we should we should uh, remove the kalipa kalipa is is something that is thick enough that can be, you know, Harunim discuss a lot about how much is kedekelipa, etc. In hot, in hot But basically, it's it's a slice that is thick enough to be a slice. Let's put it that way. Because all the liquids and and all the fats that that come that Come outside, are expelled from the the meat of the korban pesa while it's being broiled. We may not have those because that's not called besar salih And therefore, if it comes back to the animal in in a, in a very hot form and it it ends up cooking a certain area, we we don't want to have that area. Halachayut Nataf min shelo solet if if some of this uh, liquid drips from the, the basar sal, the the, the Pesach that's being broiled, some of the liquid drips on solid on some clean flour that we have lying there on the side. We have to do kemisa, as you might might recall from Corbanote comets is just um taking a little bit with your hand of the of the of the flour. So you remove a little bit of the flour, the flour that, that is that, that is dirty with that with that uh, liquid, and throw it out. In other words, not only do we not want to have that rotev in the Korban Pesach, we also don't want to have it in in flour or anything else. So as you might recall, we are allowed to marinate the the Korban Pesach with something. So let's say that the marinating was done with oil of Terumah, which obviously only Kohanim can have. So if the Haburah is made solely of Kohanim, then no problem, they can eat that Korban Pesach that's marinated with oil of Terumah. Now what happens if the habura is of Israel? If the meat is still uncooked, then he should just wash it off and then dry it off. And that's it. And if it if it's already cooked, nobody realized that uh, it was already it was cooked with the with the oil, then we remove, remove all the area that had been marinated with the shemen. sorry period. So if the oil wasn't a rumah, but it was of masersheni. Masersheni is something that anybody can eat, but they need to to eat it only in um, in Yerushalayim. But now, what this person wants to do is, he had oil for masersheni. He was intending to use his oil to either to sell it and then buy some other things to to enjoy from in the hag in jerusalem and now he, he spent it uh, on the ben habura he can't charge the ben habura the amount that they are having of, of this Maaser sheni oil as part of the korban that they are that they are partaking in because we have a rule that we may not do Pidion of Maaser sheni in jerusalem itself we have to do it elsewhere and one may not do a separate, halakha, but it's a separate rule, but it's in the same halacha, uh, you may never prepare two korbanot pesach at the same time, you may never roast roast them at the same time because they can get mixed up and we, we are very careful about having all these people habura eat from their korban even if they are Gedivitale, even if one is from the family of goats and one of the family of sheep, we still don't want it to, to, to happen. We have explained in several places that Pesach, like many other korbanot, may only be eaten until midnight. And this is midnight, the astronomical midnight. And why is that? Why only until midnight? This is Hachamim decreed or established that the limit should be midnight in order to, to, to give some cushion to to really remove any concern that the person might come to eat it uh, the next morning when it's already notar. So to avoid that, they only permitted to eat until Hasot. From the Torah, it should have been it should have been allowed to eat it uh, all night long until Amudah Shachar until dawn. And we also explain in bilchot Chamesu masa, this is back in the book of Zemanim, that when Korban Pesach is eaten, there is also a mitzvah of saying Hallel on it at the same time. We also explain there that bene haburah that were in the middle of Korban Pesach and then they fell asleep, even at the beginning of the night, once they fall asleep, they are not allowed, if they wake up again, they are not allowed to continue eating the Korban Pesach. Once you fall asleep, you are done for the night and you may not continue eating Korban Pesach. Baruch Amen Amen